welcome to episode 38 of Your Fest. I'm one of your hosts, Johnny Sharples, and I'm joined, as ever and always, by my mustachioed co-host, Tommy Stewart. Tommy, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing very well, Johnny. Uh, I've noticed nothing different uh, this week in your voice. Uh, you sound great and look exactly the same as always on this Zoom call. How are you, Johnny? I'm good. Yeah, good. Fabulous. Right, okay. <laughs> For anyone who's not listened to your fest before, do you want to explain what this podcast is all about? Sure thing, Johnny. Uh, each and every week we get a different guest on to discuss their dream festival. They have to pick three headliners. It can be anyone dead or alive, a name, a location and days of the week for said festival. And our guest this week is the incredible stand-up comedian and host of the brilliant podcast Guest List, Jake Lambert. Tommy, are you looking forward to talking to Jake? Yeah, he's a very funny guy. Um, he sounds a lot like another famous comedian from Slough. Uh, you'll hear more about that in the episode. But yeah, um, I can't wait for it. So that's it, yeah. <laughs> Should we get to it then? Let's do it. This is episode 38 of Your Fest with Jake Lambert. Yeehaw! Uh, uh, uh. Jake Lambert, welcome to Your Fest and to the Your Fest planning committee. How are you? I'm very good, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It's quite all right. Wait, um, if you hear any sound in the background, it's because Jake's put uh, his washing machine on. <laughs> so uh, we're, we're just the the uh, the Your Fest Planning Committee currently taking place in his kitchen just to make matters. Yo, a bit Jolly, sorry, I, 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 you did something new on the intro there. I, I, a bit of pizzazz, a bit of fanfare where you went, How are you with your little pen click? <laughs> um, that was pretty cool. I just wanted to point that out. Yeah, going, uh, before <laughs> taking it a quick. A uh, quick, cheap dig at the guest as well. <laughs> <laughs> really had everything. Although I'll, I, I will, uh, I'll balance that out by saying that Jake correctly uh, has his, well, has a timer for his cups of tea to brew for three minutes, which I find, you know, that's a, that's a positive. Thing. Yeah, it, it did mean that when I joined the Zoom, there was literally a whirling going on and a loud beeping sound. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, we're not here to talk about your washing cycle, your your, uh, your uh, kitchen kitchen nightmares. Kitchen um, logistics. Yeah, music music festivals. Are you a fan of them? Have you been to many? And which ones have you been to? Right. So, music festivals because of well, as we've just learned, coming from somebody who times their tea, uh, it also <laughs> means that then living in a tent for four days and not being able to shower it doesn't quite fit into that. Um, so. I did go when I was younger. I went to my friends and I, we really wanted to go to uh, a music festival. We didn't even realise that Glastonbury was so difficult to get to. We sort of just went online thinking we'll just get some tickets and realised we couldn't. <laughs> and somehow we found ourselves at this one called Holtzfred, which was in Sweden, <laughs> which I've since met people from Sweden who haven't heard of this festival. <laughs> so <laughs> it was, it was me and four friends and we to get there we literally had to we got a taxi to the airport then we flew there then we, when we flew there we when we landed we had to get the bus into town and we got the town and we had to get the train somewhere then we had to get a boat over to this island so literally the only thing we didn't take was a helicopter that was we took everything to get there planes trains and automobiles and over it then, then we were walking along to get to this festival which is sort of on its own island 
we were walking along a beach and we didn't know anything about Sweden. We had absolutely no idea. We'd done no research. And there was this guy and he was at this sort of beach sort of shack thing, but he was shaved head, covered in tattoos. And he was shouting at us in Swedish and we had no idea. And I just said to my friend, just keep your head down, just keep walking. And it got so much, he was shouting so much. But there was, a, there was about maybe 200 meters away, there were some people playing football down on the beach. I was like, if we get to them, they look all right, we'll be okay. And he, but he was shouting so much. I was like, obviously he doesn't know that we don't speak Swedish. We must look insane right now, just ignoring him. So I turned around, I said, I'm really sorry. I said, we're English. And he just turned, he went from this sort of, it seemed like he was being so aggressive, so angry. He just switched and just went, um, I'm so sorry, my friend. And he said, can you tell my friends, pointed to the guys playing football, he said, tell, tell them the barbecue is ready. Uh, to come when they want <laughs> and then I went oh, okay and then he went do you want some and we went oh yeah <laughs> so he just, went, just got like a sausage and burger from this guy and he was so lovely he told us all about the fact that they, him and his friends would go into the festival and they'd see us there we just thought like an empty promise they ended up about three days later we found them and they told us they'd been looking for us for the last three days oh. so they just were the sweetest people and this festival, we still had no idea what it was going to be like. We got there, we set up our tents. We were in the tent, in the biggest one, drinking. And my friend TJ is a West Ham fan. So he had had uh, like a West Ham t-shirt, which he'd put up on his, in his uh, tent. And when we left the tent, there was just, it was, I, I must say to people, because this is set in Sweden, I've not seen the film Midsummer. I told you that I want to go to that festival in Sweden. No, you said it would be cool to go. Yeah, and then I got the opportunity and I decided Look, I to do it. I don't mind you going. I just wish you would have told me. That's all. But anybody I've told this to since assumes that I'm sort of just mocking them by giving them <laughs> almost like I'm about to turn about the time I went on the ship and hit an iceberg. Like this, this is time I was banned from the beach because I kept like eating people. So anyway, <laughs> right. We, uh, we walked out of the tent and uh, there was these people, it must have been about 20 of them just stood there almost just staring at us, sort of drinking and staring at us. And they all sort of hushed. It was so bizarre. And I, uh, and it was awkward silence. We sort of went, hello. And one of them went, are you, uh, are you English? And we went, yeah. And they just went, way. <laughs> celebrities for this week. And I'm still and almost, uh, there's times I've convinced myself it was some weird dream. And I talked to my friends about it. They're like, no, no, it's exactly how we remember it. I'm, I'm friends with the people we met there on Facebook, and every time it's my birthday, they pop up saying congratulations, which oh, is apparently what they that. say when it's your birthday for like maybe another year. Um, and it was so lovely. And the festival itself was insane, but it had, um, we had Franz Ferdinand were there, Kings of Leon were there, the Killers were there, Madness were there, Kid right. Cudi was there. But what? I've since met people from Sweden who don't even know this thing exists. And it was when incredible. Was this? What year? Uh, 2009. Wow. Yeah, and it was phenomenal, but that was the last time and the only time I've properly gone to a festival where I'm not there to sort of work, to, to gig or anything. Um, it's a good experience, though. Like, not, not a bad one incredible. to go off. I, I, if I were you, I'd not go to one again because they don't really get as good as that. <laughs> <laughs> but I've I'll been to... What, I've, go on, sorry. Oh, go on. No, no, go on. No, I was just going to say, I, I, I was in a band and our, our, our record label was Swedish, so I've been there four or five times. And no, I just want, I just want to echo what you say on like the, the Swedish people. I think in all the times I've been there and same with you, fr friends with about 20 of them on Facebook from the, yeah. over the years when I've been. And I love the congratulations thing. It makes me laugh so every lovely. time. It's so cute. But um, <laughs> no, I've never had a bad, uh, I don't know, 
customer service or a night out. I've never, I've never seen a fight there. I've never seen, I've never faced any sort of aggression there. But I did watch Midsummer for the first time about three weeks ago. So there is right. that side to it. Maybe hidden behind it is, it's like, what, what are you hiding? You're so perfect. What are you hiding? Well, that's it as well. And because they would say to us, uh, when they would, whenever we'd met, meet a new person, they wanted to know what it was like where we live. And so the question I was asked throughout the week was, where you live, is it like um, Murder the Midsummer, which is what <laughs> they call it, <laughs> or Green Street Hooligans? And that was... <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe Green Street has crossed Europe as a, as a reference point. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm I'm glad they put the word hooligans on it because I didn't realise how lovely that film sounds if you have no context for what Green Street is. <laughs> <laughs> Just so are you a fucking journo or? <laughs> <laughs> Swedish people really appreciating Charlie Hun Hunnam's bad Cockney accent. You reckon? Yeah. Mate, I think you should get on the next train and fuck off out of here. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. I mean, I'll tell you what's, what's a, what was a mad thing that happened there, which I've never been able to explain. But my friends and I were on the way and we were just, because this was 2009, so we were talking about sort of bands that had come and gone. And we just, we ended up talking about the kooks. And yes. um, I was explaining to them that, that uh, what something I had read, that the downfall of them had slightly come because the lead singer had been like singing with a fake Northern accent, right? Just sort of fitting with the sort of Arctic Monkeys. And that was sort of his downfall. People realised that he was. So they, um, so they sort of went off him a bit. Later that night, so can you hear that in the background? The washing machine is now doing its 200 mile per hour spin. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> but it's, um, All good. All good. <laughs> so then I was, later that night, the first night we were there, me and my friend had a bit of drink. So we were in, in a bush having a wee and this guy heard us talking and he went, oh, are you, are you English? And uh, we went, yeah. And he went, oh, me too. And I went, really? He went, yeah, yeah, because I'm from Manchester. And I went, really? And he went, nah, nah. He goes, I'm just pretending to be from somewhere that, that I'm not, like that guy from the Kooks. And I was like, I've never heard that reference point. Since. My friends had no idea what I was talking about. It was like a passing comment I said that I thought I'd heard somewhere. And then this guy weeing in a bush in Sweden just like does a callback to a setup he wasn't even there for. <laughs> it does sound like a bit of a dream, like a fantasy, this whole thing, <laughs> this whole time. Honestly, it's only, I'm so glad I have at least some photos of us from there to, co to convince <laughs> myself it did happen and we didn't just all hit our heads one night and not out in Kingston and pretend we all went to Sweden. Yeah, and then Zlatan Ibrahimovic, he was the headliner, <laughs> followed by Abba. <laughs> um, all took place the, in a massive way, the Kooks, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Kooks, uh, their first album, Inside In, Inside Out, is still, uh, it still holds up, by the way. Still listen to it, especially in the summer. And as we talk, the sun has just come from uh, beyond the clouds. I'm in my living room, and uh, you know, I might listen to uh, that album after this. <laughs> you sounded. I thought that's where this was going. As you said it, the sun came out. I thought he, he wants to be there in a, a wicker trilby drinking a cider. He doesn't want to be sat here with a cup of tea. 
Oh, those fucking trilbies, man. Those fucking wicked trilbies. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I can see it, the, the, the glee in your face as you just really realised you just wanted to be back in 2006. What's happened? I do. I do. <laughs> Check out Tommy's Spotify later and he'll be listening to The View. He'll be listening to The Enemy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> we had a good story about them. What what, what was it? It was uh, one of the the lads from uh, the Magic Gang. Um, they're a Brighton band, and they said um, years earlier, before they were a big band getting top ten albums, they uh, one of them had accidentally well, not accidentally. They were they were young lads, probably sixteen, seventeen. They went to a bar. And they basically took all the Pigeon Detectives rider, like all their beers that had been left for them by the bar because they just pretended to be the band. Anyway, <laughs> that night later on, they had a like a, a proper fight, like the, the, the lead singer for the Pigeon T- Detectives and one of the Magic Gang. Anyway, about fucking seven, eight years later, they're playing with them on the same bill. <laughs> Incredible. And they, they're playing one and like after each other, like straight after each other. And they kind of looked at each other and just like both did like, but they made up. <laughs> they had like a big, they had a picture together and, and stuff. And they said he was actually really sound and it was really funny, but good picture story. It is the sort of thing where at the time you've taken our ride and that's really annoying. Any time that is a week or so after that, you realise they just drank some of our beers. It's absolutely yeah, and fine. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, the beers yeah, were free yeah. to us anyway. Um, I guess, you, have you, oh, sorry. No, it was going to be a terribly laboured joke about you don't want to steal from somebody with a band with the detectives in their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you said it. <laughs> I was going to, I was thinking like, where's he going to go with this pigeon-wise? It's a lot of pressure on this pigeon detective. This little tag. <laughs> So you've not been to many, uh, well, you've been to a few festivals as a punter. Have you been to many as a performer, i.e. Latitude? Well, yeah, what, what, what happened was I stopped going to festivals. And as I'd always say to people, because I've still, uh, still enjoy them, but I've always thought I'll go when, I, when I'm there being booked. So I've always said to people, no, I'll never bother trying to do the whole lottery thing for Glastonbury. I'll just go when I'm booked as a comedian. Six years into the game, never been booked, never had a sniff. <laughs> but <laughs> so, did work well clear of Glastonbury. I, I have done Latitude, but for some reason, I don't know what had happened, but I had it in my head that I never wanted to do Latitude. That I think I'd heard so many comedians say how great it was. I thought I can only be disappointed by what it is. So, I got booked to do Latitude, and I'll, I'll be like, I'll, I'll start this story so you know where it's going to go. My gig there couldn't have gone worse. <laughs> I, in the build-up to being there that week, some people had tweeted me to say that they were coming. Uh, they would come along looking forward to seeing me. Very lovely, very nice to know that people happen to be there. Great. I'm sure I wasn't the reason they bought tickets, but they're there anyway. So I get there and they say that I'm on after um, John Kearns. I don't know if you're familiar with John Kearns. Uh, incredible act. Uh, uh, Edinburgh winner, he won the best newcomer, then, then main main award the following year. Only person to ever do it. He was doing his solo show in one of the tents there. And if people don't know him, he sort of wears a wig, has, has the sort of these false teeth, and it's 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 incredible, but it's very different. It's, and certainly, it's not what I do. So I'm backstage, and they say, uh, 
John's going to finish and then he'll announce you on and then you'll go on and then you announce the next act and, and that's just sort of how it works throughout the day. And I'm thinking, people who come to Latu, they're very sort of liberal. They're probably used to this. They're, they've been here every year. They know what happens. But what I didn't realise is, well, well, for one, John forgot to announce me on. So he left the stage. So everybody started to leave the tent. So then they said, I said, what do I do? And they said, just go on. So I announced myself on from backstage, went well, on stage, Jake Lambert. But I didn't realise that the stage I was going on to wasn't the same one John had been on. So in this tent, he was on this big stage and I was on this other stage to the side. So everyone's turned around to look at an empty stage to wonder where the guy who's just been announced is. And then realise that I'm in the corner. Like, if I was on at the same time as John, it would have been, it would have looked like I was doing the sign language for his gig. <laughs> like, I'm on this tiny stage to the side. Oh, no. But everyone started to leave. But, but, but as I've come out, I've said hello. And, and then everyone was leaving. And I could see that there was the food stalls were just behind the tent. People were going to get their lunch. And you could tell they sort of left. And they were like, urgh awkwardly thinking we we sort of we feel bad for you but we also really want to get lunch we just sat for an hour watching the show so in the end i just started comparing that and i know which which one had the smallest queue so they knew where to sort of go to get their lunch oh and i've got the fish chip shop looks quite empty over there the falafel stand there if you want that and i looked down and there were like a group of four girls who must have been i don't know maybe about 17 18 recognised that she was one of the ones who had tweeted me clearly to say dragged her friends along to watch this comedian she follows on twitter but all they were doing was watching quite a bleak scene where I was comparing a mass exodus. <laughs> I then finished my whatever it was, 10 minute set, and I had to bring on Stevie Martin. I'd never met Stevie Martin, didn't know what to say. I just went, love this guy, so funny, you're gonna love him too. He's brilliant, please welcome to stage Stevie Martin. Turned around, pulled the curtain back to discover that Stevie Martin was a girl. Having just told the audience, how, well, I'm a, such a big fan of his, how great he is, how you're going to love him. And oh. I just turned around and I just looked at her and I just went, I am so sorry. <laughs> and I just walked out and I thought I was right. I knew it. I knew I should have never done Latitude. Oh, <laughs> have you been booked again since? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> have you gigged with Stevie no, again since? mate. No. No. <laughs> And I, I follow her on, <laughs> on social media, but she's literally one of the uh, the few comedians who does, does not follow me back. So I don't know <laughs> if, oh, if, if that can ever be repaired. But if she's did you not wait around? Did you wait around and, and talk to her afterwards or anything? I reckon she was on stage for fifteen minutes, and I reckon by the time she had got on, I was both about half a mile away and about three drinks in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. <laughs> When was this? How, how long ago was that? Uh, 2018. Um, 2018. So actually it was the week that England had just been knocked out of the World Cup by Croatia and that still wasn't the worst thing to happen to be that week. So there you go. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> as soon as you say, you know what, as, as soon as anyone says 2018, like it does give me, um, I mean, I'm very totally off topic here, but I don't know about you guys, but like the age we are, it gives me, I feel like it's our 1990, but I don't know if there's been enough time to know if it was, if it's as epic as that. But when you say 2018 and it's summer, I just think instantly oh. of, uh, of refer referencing that summer to England matches. Yes. Yeah. And, and I actually also did a tour of the Highlands during that time. So I, I watched two England games in 
pubs in Scotland, uh, Inverness, wow. and another place I, I wouldn't even dare to pronounce. So my experience was a little bit different, but I was glad to come home and then get to sort of experience a game with like the, the, like the glee that everyone else had, uh, for, you know, for, for, for especially the first four minutes and then sort of <laughs> enjoyed one hour of it. And then it was a real, real sort of sour turn of my summer. <laughs> Sorry, I'm very good at yeah. making things bleak, aren't I? I don't know how I've done this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah you, how you much you enjoyed 2018. <laughs> <laughs> so to perk things, up, perk things up a bit again, uh, we'll move on to Jake's Dream Music Festival. So to begin with, we're going to need a name for it and a location. Right, okay. So the name for it is um, Soundwaves. The reason is, I was thinking about where I want to have this festival. I did think about, uh, my parents have got like this massive field behind their house. And I really sort of, the, the idea of festivals is I love the fact that I've got, I would have my own bed and my own sort of bathroom. However, I don't really feel like I'd be able to get into the vibe of a festival if I knew that my mum could be watching from her top bedroom, Gatsby <laughs> looking out over her own party. So I thought it probably <laughs> would sort of put a bit of like a dampener on it if I was like, strolling back at 5am to like go to bed there knowing that they were going to be up in the morning making me a cup of tea so I decided against that another thing is I live by Battersea Park so I thought about having it at Battersea Park because then I could just keep coming home every night to my own place lovely but I did think actually the best thing would, would be to sort of you know get lost in it and be a bit more away so I've decided to have it on a cruise ship that Ooh. way it is the idea of the festival is that you know you're, you're locked in this sort of bubble together and so if we were on a cruise ship, which didn't have anybody, you know, over the age of 70 on it, and we all had our own bedrooms and bathrooms, you can, you can enjoy a festival, be as drunk as high as you want, and clean and well rested. Have, have you been on a cruise before? The issue is no, I haven't been on a <laughs> cruise before, and um, I'm terrified of the ocean. But I do like being <laughs> clean and well rested. I'm a bit funny with the ocean as well. Are you a are you a nervous flyer or is it just the ocean? Absolutely fine with flying, even though I'm fully aware that the majority of the time you are flying, you've got a huge chance of ending up in the ocean. I've just never <laughs> let that bother me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't mind flying at all, but I'm, I remember being really young and going to the Isle of Wight with school and we were on one of the ferries and I could see one of the other... We were out on the top and I remember I was sitting next to my teacher and we were watching this other other ferry sorry in the distance go really high up and then really down low then really high up and just watch his lights and I was saying to him I said god can you see that ship over there they're having an absolute nightmare it looks terrifying and then my teacher turned to me and said Jake we're doing exactly the same I, I think oh. he'd literally pronounced the M of same and I threw up over the side <laughs> having realized that we are also doing that <laughs> I I yeah I I went to uh I went to Isle of Wight with school as well I think that, that was my how old were you? I think I was year six. That was my yeah, first ferry experience. Ten or eleven. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah. my only, um, the only thing I brought back from the Isle of Wight was, um, was uh, conjunctivitis. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny is so fed up of that story. I have only told once before. <laughs> was it recent as last week that I said that? Yeah. This is Tommy's new one anecdote. He's gonna. <laughs> fuck's sake sorry i was thinking i do so many podcasts and I, I was thinking i don't think i said that on this podcast <laughs> and then i saw johnny's face and johnny's heart sink 
I I he's going to tell the conjunctivitis story again. <laughs> I'm actually quite relieved because I remember, I realised, you know, about two minutes ago, I say remember, it was literally two minutes ago, I mentioned the Isle of Wight <laughs> and I saw Johnny almost take a sigh of almost going, oh God, here we go. Thinking, oh no, am I talking too much? And realised it was because he knew what was coming. <laughs> Tommy gagging, <laughs> gagging to get his conjunctivitis anecdote out again. <laughs> I don't know why I think people care or want to know about it. It just uh, it was quite horrific and traumatic for me. I, as soon as I said Perry, Johnny was the, like, please say Calais, was... please say Calais. <laughs> Jake, do you have a specific ship in mind? Um, the Evergreen is probably going to be available quite soon. Lovely stuff. Good, good way to, to make this topical and... <laughs> And already aged the episode. <laughs> I am. Um... <laughs> Ironically, not made this episode evergreen in any way. <laughs> All right, William, I... calm down. <laughs> I think you better leave right now. I think. Um, well, I don't really know festivals. Um, sorry, I don't know festivals. I don't know cruise ships, but just a big white one. Yeah, that's good enough. <laughs> and w will it be sailing? Do you have a specific journey in mind that it would a route it would take? Well, I I did actually look at I was on the PO website earlier um, <laughs> to see how far you could go in three days. But it, if it left, it, it, I think it went around Cornwall. So I've decided just to have it start and end around the Mediterranean. Seems nicer. That's absolutely fair enough. Is that fine? I thought it can start and leave anywhere. We've had one on the moon. I thought I can at least go to the Mediterranean. <laughs> yeah, they're similar to similar moon and Mediterranean, very similar. <laughs> Johnny, how similar? <clears throat> excuse me. How similar is this to Matchins? Well, I wasn't intending oh. on bringing it up, so uh, oh no, and let, no, let no. Jake live, let, let Jake live in ignorant bliss. <laughs> no, I think it has to be addressed. I don't think it's a bad thing though. We we can have both. Uh, so Matt, Matt Horan. Uh, his festival was called Soundwaves and took oh, part. On the same name? <laughs> took part on a cruise ship that sailed through the Mediterranean. <laughs> My festival <laughs> is based on a cruise ship. I think we're going with uh, Soundwaves. Soundwaves is good. I appreciate the name. This is like, this is like Darren Brown. If he picks the same acts, <laughs> fucking hell! We've only had like thirty-seven or whatever episodes, and this has never. The chances of this is bloody hell. Right? What? Well, I don't know what to do. So I go. So I just have it back at Battersea Park. <laughs> I think maybe no, it, it is. I can't, if his, that's incredible. If his, his festival has gone well, it is mad. Then you just nick all the business. <laughs> People just assume it's the same festival rerunning again, and they'll buy all the tickets up, and you'll be quitting. I mean, if it's gone badly, this is a bad business decision. But we're going to yes. assume it's gone well. I feel like I need you can to tell do Johnny's quick... the logistical one. He's the head of the planning committee. But um, that is one of our top episodes, actually. So I don't know if it's because of the guest, um, but it might just be for the concept alone. Maybe people just love the the concept of, of that sort of thing. 
Oh my Should god! We, call, we could call like sound waves two or something two point I can't believe that. No, you I'm, don't. I'm, I'm, now I've got to think of something. What if I call it like? Oh man, I don't know. Um, Thing is, Johnny, he had a list of names, didn't he? Of like all like pun pun based sort of names. There was Glastonbury oh, first. Uh, Glastonbury, yeah. Oh, we did uh, more well. I think just leave it as it is. Oh no! Let me. <laughs> what can I do here? Um, I've got to think. I went to my notes here. If I come up with it, at any point, I did something else. Oh no! I'm sorry, I had to mention it because I thought it would be it would be weirder for our listeners if we didn't. For the people who listen to every episode, if we just said nothing. Yeah, so, uh, you're right. Let me live in sort of ignorance. Yeah. Oh no. Um but also I feel guilty because I feel like I've really upset you. <laughs> I can't believe it. Face, well, the, the, re- the reason I chose the cruise ship apart from having the bathroom stuff is because of do you ever watch the hurricanes? The Captain no. Spirit's um, here to say. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite episode was when they had the, the, the football match on the cruise ship on the on the massive ship. Oh. And I've always wanted that with my mates. Um, oh. so that was... I feel even. I feel like I'm kicking a pop here for fuck's sake. Oh my god! I can't believe that. Have it on the I cruise can... ship. Have it on the cruise ship. Have it on the cruise ship. Yeah. 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 Right. What? Yeah. What if I call it? So I call it peer to peer. Is that quite? That's a nice name, isn't it? Yeah. There you go. There you go. Change the name. Still on the cruise ship. Lovely. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Good to have a bit of rivalry at these festivals as well. Exactly. Isn't it? You know, which one are you going for? Yeah. Sound waves now sound so mainstream. You want to go? Oh, it's crap. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, I know, I know Matt. I know Matt listens to the podcast. He's a big fan. So uh, yeah. Oh, sorry, Matt. Fuck you, Matchy. Well, <laughs> well what, what I'll say is, it's peer to peer, and then it will be some long lines of you can actually only go if you know someone who's already been to the festival. So actually. For the first one, you can only go if you know me, and then I, someone I choose chooses two people. They choose two people. They choose two people. So that's why it's called peer to peer. There we go. Love it. Uh, Love oh, it. there we go. It's a, a pyramid scheme. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get it now. It's a scam. Uh, so we, we can all we can all own this boat for a day a year. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> Um, what days of the what days of the week is the festival formerly known as sound waves taking place on? Peer to peer takes place. <laughs> I will not repeat that name now. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Best day. I assume is the same as sound waves. But I just think you get to go home and rest on Sunday. Who doesn't want that? No, I like I the, I I've said this before on this podcast, and when most festivals are Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but when even though you've booked the Monday or maybe Monday and Tuesday off work, you still have that Sunday feeling. You'll always have that Sunday feeling in your soul, yeah. uh, which is watching heartbeat and having to go to bed and do your homework at 8.30 p.m. on a Sunday night. That will never leave you. And I, 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 I speak to my mum now and she still says she still gets that Sunday feeling. She still feels like she should have done her homework. Yes. I, my dad's yeah. very strict, though, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Now we're rolling. <laughs> <laughs> after the, after the whole slight dig at the last half an hour. 
<laughs> no, I just thought I'd ruin it with the whole sound waves debacle. <laughs> a bit. Oh, shut up, Johnny. Come on, we're, we're good. We're good. We're back on. We're back in business, baby. You'll be pleased to hear that um, sound waves took place on a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So. Oh, of course it did. Typical classic here's, sound waves. Here is the, the thinking man sound waves. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so, uh, so Thursday, Friday, Saturday, um, who is your, what's your Thursday looking like? Who's the headliner? Thursday, so I, I, I've gone for two each night just because I feel like you sort of need the, the big one. Then you need, you know, you, you, you need fun. someone to set the night. Then you need someone just to make it skyrocket. So Thursday starts with Outcast. You <laughs> didn't do this. No. <laughs> okay. Outcast. Wait, is that the first time, Johnny? Yeah. Oh, long overdue. Well Lovely. Done, is there some sort of bell that goes off for that? <laughs> <laughs> Your tea's ready, Jake. That's what that noise is. <laughs> Outcasts. Why? Why? Um, outcasts. I kind of look at almost. Um, I don't know. Maybe this is a bit too bit of a reach, but kind of like a hip hop's Beatles in a way. Like they have a lot of eras, and they oh. have like kind of, you know. Well, obviously they have the, the double double sided album where mm. uh, Andre uh, did his where he did Hey Ya and stuff, and like one one part was like more of a poppy concept, and one was. Uh, Hip hop, and then they obviously had they've been through quite a lot of eras, is what I'm trying to say. Are we just yeah. like a, a brilliant sort of best of with Big Boy and Andre for you guys, and both kind of you know smashing it? Yeah, well, I remember like 2003 when Hey Ya came out, and like, especially I, I sort of remember there was such a big divide, especially at school, as to whether you were sort of more into hip hop or more sort of into like indie rock, and then with things like and they're like Linkin Park and Jay-Z coming together. But Hey Ya was the first one when I was like, everybody just loves this song. And I think it was the first time I probably realized sometimes you just get songs that sort of just sort of transcend genres and just go, actually, this is just a good song. My mum is enjoying it as much as like the coolest girl, like, girl at school that I know who sort of yeah. is always into her music. Shout out to Ashley Jemmett. But like anybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's Everybody the first recruit for peer to peer. Yeah. We've got it, our booker. It, <laughs> no, but it's like, uh, uh, you're so right. We've, um, what is it, Crazy by uh, Niles Barkley? Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Get Lucky by Daft Punk. You have those songs that just transcend everything. Yeah, exactly that. I remember, the, and I just so, I think they were probably the first band as well where I'd heard 
a song of theirs that was huge. And then I'd sort of done my own research and gone and found them and found out there was this this other side to them. And there was like Aquemanine and the entire album, they're absolutely loving it. And then obviously, whilst also being like Miss Jackson and just incredible hits. Um, and then like Rosa Parks is such, such a good song. It's, they're just incredible. I just think what a way to kick off peer-to-peer -peer and really let people know what the, it, it is the thinking man sound waves. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love, um, I love like Andre, I mean, I really want another Outcast album or even just, uh, as much as I love Big Boy, but like even just a Andre 3000 solo album. But what he's done in the past 10 years is really fucking cool. Like he just, he's not really in the public eye anymore, but he just keeps popping up doing verses on with like, on like Travis Scott's albums and not even on, on singles. He'll do it on like an album track. He does, he does it on with Travis Scott. I think Kendrick Lamar, he just appears here and there and just absolutely steals the show with like a fucking incredible verse. It's just somebody who I think that it's awful to say if he was no longer alive, everyone would hail him as this genius and be like how incredible he was. But this classic thing of just because he's still around, you sort of take it for granted. I think yeah. he's phenomenal. Yeah, he is. Proper visionary. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. he's kicking off the night. Followed by, and they've got, they've got, they've got a, it's, it's, you know, they've got, they've, it's a big act to follow. They've got a tough job. They've, I don't know, maybe they're not going to be that happy about the fact they've got to follow them anyway, but I know that eventually they can, especially with the right people that have come along and it's peer-to-peer, -peer, so everyone's picked the right sort of friends who are up for it. <laughs> it's followed by uh, Arctic Monkeys. I think it's such the band to if another band has lifted it off to just know that they can come out with any of their guitar riffs with that like they could be off stage and you hear that guitar riff and you're just ready you, you they, they're gonna walk they're gonna walk out to a, a, a wave of love and just the sound and an actual waves but um it will yeah <laughs> I uh I'm never gonna. We we had a period where I think it's near the beginning of this podcast where we were getting them quite a lot. And don't worry, Johnny, I won't. Uh, I won't talk about uh, the 13 times I've seen them or my Arctic Monkeys tattoo, even though I've kind of shown that in there just there. But uh, no, I, <laughs> here's the things I won't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Junctivitis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my tattoo. No, I'm. I, I'm a massive, uh, massive, massive like. Arts Monkey super fan. So is there um when we had Reese James on, he what did he have, Johnny? He had like uh no, he only had the first two albums, didn't he? Would you just have would you have a best of? Are you a fan of like all five six albums? Yeah, I mean, I can never get the name right, but tra tranquility base, you know, Hotel and Casino, Tranquility Base Hotel and you know, Casino, yeah. They can probably leave that one if they like, you know, <laughs> sort of yeah. Bit. Yeah, certainly don't open with it. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need a couple of drinks break songs to be fair. It's a very good album. But live, it's not. I mean, there's a couple of good, like four out of five, four stars out of five, or whatever. That's yes. Yeah, um, I, I just think that if if they really wanted to do it, then I'd go. You know what? There'd probably be a time when some people are sort of like with under the stars at three three or four a.m. when maybe you know people are ready to sort of listen to that. Uh, yeah. But just you know, not straight after Outcast, if you don't mind. Yeah. But um, <laughs> Arctic Monkeys for me, I went I went on holiday in early two thousand and six. Um, and I remember coming home and they were just everywhere. And it was like, I just missed something. I'd somehow completely missed it. And suddenly everybody knew this band. And I remember like, just my friends were like, could I just, it's insane how quickly it happened. But over the space of a month, it just seemed like I'd completely missed everything about them. And then I became a huge fan straight away. And then I went to Canada, I've got family friends in Canada in 2012. And uh, I was like putting some music on, I put Arctic Monkeys on and a few people sort of asked who they were. And my friend Joe's really into his music. He was a fan of the Black Keys. Yes. And he had seen Arctic Monkeys open for the Black Up Keys. Four. Yeah. And I was saying to him, but over here, it was the other way around. Yes. So they had the Black Keys opening for Arctic Monkeys and he couldn't fathom it. And I was like, well, <laughs> yeah. I, I said, actually, I'm surprised it doesn't happen more. It's such a good way of doing it because of course yeah. Arctic Monkeys were so big over here by 2012. There's no way they could have opened for, I don't know anybody they could have opened for, no. especially then. But yeah, I thought it was incredible. So I then became a fan of the Black Keys, which is such a good way to do it. Yeah, um, so I did this. I think I got into the Black Keys through Arctic Monkeys, but I think it was, um, I think the general world tour, they just called it a, a, a like a co-headline tour. And then, like you say, they just um, appropriate it for depending where they were, like whoever yeah. was bigger. And yeah. I like the idea of it, like just before, and it's like, looking on this like who's got more plays in uh denmark so go on you you have tonight you go first you have it, you have it. yeah <laughs> what would be great if they went out in front of the crowd and flipped a coin <laughs> do you like start of a cricket match yeah. <laughs> yeah we're gonna uh yeah we're gonna play first here nasa um really good conditions uh the <laughs> I can see a few leather jackets out there. Looks more of a black tee sort of pitch. <laughs> that's great, though. Great. That's a great. That, that's a, almost a, pretty much a perfect, perfect Thursday for me. Lovely. I bet it is. <laughs> <laughs> Outcast Nazi monkeys. Yeah, I reckon I'll do that on Thursday, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Right. So Friday at Peer to Peer, we're halfway through our, our cruise. We're, I don't know where we'll be, somewhere in the Mediterranean. Yeah, not very good at drugs. What, what is Friday looking like for us? Friday, so I will say that the, the side to this main stage, we have something that I've called the, the wish stage, which I know this is the whole thing is like a fancy my wish. I've sort of put on this night of people I think are great and that I the main stage is the people I think are great and I know that other people think are incredible. I've also got this wish stage happening, which is more, more self-indulgent and for me, which we can go through later. Oh. So just so you know that things will be happening throughout the day, as well as the, the, uh, the football pitch on the top. The wish stage just make it sound like it's something make you've ordered from China and uh, <laughs> oh, right. come, oh yeah, yeah, come through and it's not quite what you ordered, but it'll, it'll do the job. <laughs> There's also the AliExpress stage as well, and the DH Gate <laughs> stage. <laughs> yeah, I should change that name. 
Yeah, you're right. It sounds like a, it's a knockoff stage. <laughs> no, keep it, keep it. We can't do any more name changes. Go with your heart's desires. Go on, yeah, Friday. Friday. It was tough to know which way around to do this, um, but I think I've, I've, I think I've called it right. It opens with the street. This ain't the down, it's the upbeat, make it complete. So what's the story? Guaranteed accuracy in hand CD. Latest technology, darts at treble 20. Huge non-recoupable advance, majors be vigilant. I excel in both content and deliverance. So let's put on our classics and we'll have a little dance, shall we? No sales pitch, no media hype. No hydro, it's nice and ripe. I speak in communications in bold type. This ain't your archetypal street sound. Scan for ultrasounds, north, south, east, west and all round. And then to the underground. You say that everything sounds the same. Then you go by them. There's no excuses, my friend. Let's push things forward. Yes. I'll speak to Mike and I'll see if he can actually start the set by doing the uh, that that video. If you could have him just start the concert with, we all know, that video. Of him I was going to mention it. Yeah. It would be perfect. It would almost get people all in the mood. Um, just phenomenal. The I've, I've never, never not enjoyed putting them on. And I would sometimes do it on the way back from a gig because I'm, I'm, I'm always quite sort of high on the way back from a gig. So sort of, uh, I, especially if it's a Friday or Saturday night and I'm just, I'm just driving home. Again, this actually sounds quite bleak, but I didn't mean it to. It's like I'm having my own little night out. And, no, um, it's not. I like that. I like it. And it's just the lyrics I just think are... Genius. Absolutely incredible. And there's something about Britishness uh, where we do the same with comedians. We like really hail American comedians and then we sort of a bit sort of like belittle ourselves and, and they don't celebrate us quite as much. You know, you get these nerds who sort of love Monty Python would probably like love Kitson and they'd sort of find them. But I just think like lyrically, they're just absolutely incredible. There's nobody, I don't think there's anybody that competes with them in the streets. No, no. And, I, I, and, and the good thing about them is they're so English. They're <laughs> yeah, as English as it anybody. fucking gets. It's, it, exactly, yeah. But I get the impression, they... like, it, in your music taste, that you're, like like me, I'm, I'm quite like that, um, into your uh, colloquialisms and that sort of, like, Archie Monkeys, that a big, you know, there's no secret about it, a big um, influence on early Alex Turner was Mike Skinner and that sort of... Yeah, it, I guess it stems back to like John Cooper Clark as well, that sort of, and, and yeah, Marky right. Smith. Yeah, yeah, I've got them sort of uh, wanky, but you've got like on a like vinyl. Yeah, and it just it's just, and there's little bits as well, amazingly, which you just, which it is with vinyl that you hear things you've never heard before, and I just think, and a grand don't come for free. I just think it's perfect. Yeah. It's incredible. I'm surprised no one's made that into some sort of film with them. It'd be brilliant. My mate did, um, my mate does illustration and he did, um, he did a comic all about uh, the song Too Late. Um, Incredible. By, so he did, he, he loves the streets that much and he was inspired just by the one song and like told the story illustrated. It's really good. Um, we should explain if you haven't, Johnny, I don't know if you've seen that video that uh, Jake's referring to there with the- Yeah, where uh, he's chatting to his mate, just as high as a kite. <laughs> allegedly um and then just walk straight out onto stage and starts performing yeah backstage so basically it's mike skinner i think it, I, 
is it a Brixton Academy? I don't know, wherever it is. And yeah, he's just rambling on. And as he's talking, like he's looking into the camera phone and then he goes on stage and just, and you see in 30 seconds, just a normal bloke. He could be an, he's just an everyman, isn't he? He looks like an everyman, just chatting shit, like beaked up off his tits backstage. And then he's going in front of about 7,000 people who are absolutely fucking losing their shit. Peter Mandelson, right, went mad. In the 80s, Peter Mandelson lost it big time. Is that what you're going to do now? You're going to throw a Mandy? He started like hearing voices in his head and shit, telling him to like kill Tony Blair and shit. He came back from it, man. You know what I mean? He fucking came back. That's it. Turn the page on the day. Because his, his conversation, well, I say conversation, his, his monologue to this guy. Monologue, yeah. Where he's sort of ranting about some sort of political conspiracy. <laughs> I can't remember who it is. Who is it he's, he's referencing? Is Shit, it like, I can't remember who. I, 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 and I'm rubbish with names. It's like Peter Mandelson or something like this. Who is it? It's something like yeah, that. Someone like I can't that, remember yeah. the name of these people, but he's, he's saying about what he did. And then he just, it just sort of blends into the start of the song. And then he's on stage and then he's even sort of fixing the dials and he's sort of doing the work, setting himself up. <laughs> he's doing the tech. What's, who's following the streets? A big act to follow on the, on the Friday night. Hulk. See, another one. You are into your, your British lyrical... Exactly. It's yeah. the pictures that they paint. It's, it's phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. And I remember in 2008 uh, listening to Absolute Radio with... Um, it's Jeff Lloyd. And him saying... People would, in the 90s people would always say, who do you prefer? or Oasis and he said and the correct answer was always Polk and I was like that is one of the coolest things I've ever heard 
uh, uh, you know, a lesser man would pass it off as his own, but I'm happy to sort of reference him every time. I just think it's so cool. And then his 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 wife's a comedian, so and I, and I know her. I've told her that. I mean, and that is my anecdote that I say to her every time. I think she's almost got sick of it, but um, no one will see how cool their husband is. But um, yeah, I just absolutely love. It. And you're right again. It is that it is that Britishness. They're so British. Yeah. The pictures they paint, and just I mean. I don't know, but the idea of being at a festival and you, you know, all sorted for ease and weirds coming on, I can just, just, just ah, lost for yeah. words. I've never seen them live. I've never got, but oh my god, yeah. I just I, think I, that uh, would be the that would be the the fantasy. Johnny, have, have we had them before? I don't think we have. No, because I would have done my one piece of pulp trivia, which was when Jarvis Cocker got. Uh, questioned for his appearance at the Brits his um, solicitor was Bob Mortimer so that's my one piece of uh, yes. no I also think for, for me Common People I say is, is the best song ever written Like you say, the Britishness of it, of talking about uh, St Martin's College. Uh, yeah. And it's just, uh, it's just sort of... Roaches climbing the wall. And then it has the, yeah. obviously, the, you, if you ask him, your dad could, you know, yeah. get you or whatever it is. It is. I remember doing this thing at university. I don't know how we got into it, but it was, we were obviously, we were really into the office and all that. We ended up doing this thing and it was called, it was like Ricky Arioki where you would do Ricky Gervais doing the karaoke of a song. And, and, and I would do Common People. And so I, I, I can't remember some of the highlights now. And we have a sample like, of that. Um, yeah, it was like um, something where she goes, you're so funny. And he goes, oh, yeah. Can't be nice <laughs> laughing at me. Fucking hell! Most of mine and Johnny's conversation is office references, and I am a, I, I am a, a visual story storyteller on the Do You Not Know Who Eric Kitchmo Group is on Facebook. The only reason I'm still on Facebook. <laughs> I had to, I had to forewarn Tommy before you came on the podcast that you're oh, from the- a similar geographical well, area to Ricky Gervais plus you see and, it on the YouTube comments on some of his videos like I listened to a podcast for 10 minutes and thought this guy was actually Ricky Gervais you saw that one <laughs> <laughs> boys listen to Ricky Gervais <laughs> yeah well yeah because yeah from being from Slough I, I banned myself from watching The Office when I uh when I started comedy because I just I realized how much I sounded like him but then so many comedians since have gone, just carry, just use it, we use it. It's, it's, you know, people then sort of know who you are and where you're from straight away. Thing is, looking at the you and talking almost... to you now, like, I, I, it's not there, but listen to you on, on podcasts. Like, obviously, I, I hear it a bit. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. This, this Jarvis, these, <laughs> yeah, yeah, big time. Um... <laughs> he loves it. This ridiculously niche... Uh, WhatsApp group I'm in of, of of friends of mine that are both Tottenham fans and the Office fans, and so we do have the, you know, because it's That's not great. pernicious, just all those little things. <laughs> that, 
I do recommend. I should bring it back, mm. Ricky Arioke. That was incredible. Yeah, yeah. I took her to a supermarket. Oh mate, I don't that, know why. I that started like... somewhere, so I started there. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was the perfect song for it. We did the streets <laughs> as well, but we haven't got time for it. <laughs> I read in the Leeds they have like punk rock karaoke in the like, the comedy cabaret tent. So at your festival, you could have you know your Ricky, Ari- Ricky I'm I'm glad we came back for it. Lovely stuff. Ricky Arioke. That's over on the wish tent. Lovely. <laughs> um, and it's just me. I'm the, only, yeah. I'm the only one allowed to do it. So do you want to move on to the Saturday or do you want to talk a bit more about the wish tent slash stage? <laughs> no, we should do Saturday. Yeah, let's then do that, it now. That... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're the guest. Do what you want. Fucking ignore me, Mr. Fucking Mike Bassett over here with my delayed <laughs> fucking transmission. Uh-huh, um, Pina Colada. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, if that Ramirez don't win player of the tournament. <laughs> Saturday, do Saturday, sorry. Saturday, right. I, I will say this. My my headliner for the Saturday, I know is is I know it's to be very great, but I know it's not very cool. Just so you know, great but not would be considered cool, cool joke. Because opening Saturday night is um, Amy Winehouse. He, he left no time to Which I, I think is one of the few choices I think that you ever have to sort of justify. Uh, we just sort of go, who who wouldn't want to see her live again? So she comes there that night. Everyone's loving it. Understand though, because of what's happened now, she's there. I want to be a little bit sad. You need to be a bit of a pick me up after that. A lot of pressure on them. Again, not sure they're going to be happy following it. Um, someone being brought back from the dead. Uh, one of the greatest musicians this country's ever ever, ever produced comes out, and then they've got to follow it. But it is the killers.
killers were at Holtzfred, uh, which which no one would have known until I told them. But the um, killers <laughs> were there. I've then since seen the killers three times, and well, one of them was at Latitude, where they seemed to be in a bad mood for some reason. It was a bit odd. I think they didn't realise that the audience could be as middle class as they were, and they weren't quite going with them. But they did bring. Um, I think it's because they tried to watch Jake Lambert live and they couldn't They couldn't see which stage he was on. <laughs> there was a mad rush for the falafel stand, so they couldn't get there in time. Um, Brand, Brandon's a massive Jake Lambert fan, yeah. <laughs> but, Sorry, um, go on. They were, they, the two of the three times I've seen them, they've been the best thing I've ever seen, especially at Holtzred 2009. We had, they were, again, they were the Saturday night. We had, we had Kings of Leon on the Friday, who were, at the time, obviously they were the cooler one, the Kings of Leon. But I was convinced the next night that the killers were going to blow them away. And it was unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. It was like, it was perfect. Just the, the timing of him, Brandon Flower was sort of performing on one keyboard and then sort of jumping along the stage and being at the other keyboard, putting the perfect time just to carry on the song. <laughs> yeah. It's just phenomenal and clearly so professional with what they do as well do you know what i mean it, it, it's yeah. it's just it was just a level above and the kings of leon were incredible and it would that was brilliant it was amazing to see them then but the killers for me have always just been the best and i, I would have them to close anything absolutely anything a bit like you said that bit that that's my ideal thursday like, yeah i was yeah, about yeah. to say I'd even have the killer sort of close my funeral. Of course I would. That would be the same. Yeah, yeah. I'd even do it. I'd go as far to say that that good. I, I, I would have them. If I was at a gig and they turned up, I would say, yeah, you go on instead of me. I would even say that. I reckon they're better than me. <laughs> even you? How, uh, how, um, how old are you? Me, 31. <laughs> Why is that? 31, yes. Both in our 30s. So, Both in our 30s. Um, so. No, no. Still lives with his mum and dad. Proud of mum and dad. Cherish him. <laughs> Fucking hell. That was weird. That, that, well, that was, that was actually like home, him. So good hands. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. That's amazing. Um, no, I was just going to say, when, when I was, so I'm the same age. When, when you were I, young, is that uh, what you're about to say? <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Uh, when I was, uh, I remember when, <laughs> I remember when um, Hot Fuss came out in 2005, and my sister would, she's uh, what, 11, 10, 11 years old. So she was like mid 20s, and she was like, listen to this album and like did a CD copy or whatever, like you burn in a CD like you did back in the day. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, I'm a bit of a badass. I don't know if you know that, but um, a bit of a maverick renegade. Anyway, but I remember listening to that album. She's like, this is like the cool, this is going to be really cool. They're going to be really big, the killers. And that album is still one of my most listened to albums ever. And I decided after like trying to think, thinking I was too cool, like maybe after the third album, I decided about three or four years ago, I was just like, uh, they are fucking amazing. I don't give a shit if they're cool or not anymore. Like, that yeah. album especially. The first two, I love I love Sam's Town as well, actually. But those two albums, and I remember when I was 15, I was I rinsed that album, that copy. Like she had to make me a second and third copy because I mean the quality of the illegal burnt CD as well, not being the best. But 
Uh, it was also a testament to how much I listened to that album. Incredible. Lovely summary. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> Thanks for coming I don't, on. I don't know why we bother having a guest, to be honest. Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Just get people to text in their suggestions next time. <laughs> for £10, I can talk about your favourite album. <laughs> No, killers, great show. Great. And I've seen them live. They're very good live. They're amazing. Oh, where, live. where did you see them? I've seen them. Uh, where have I seen Sound them? Waves. Uh, Sound Waves. No, I, I saw them at, uh, I saw them at Benicassine, um, 2011 oh, wow. or 12. And Jesus Christ, the fucking, the Spanish, the Spanish love the killers. Like that was. <laughs> 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 I don't know why, but that's just such a funny thing to say. <laughs> it was the sort of thing you can imagine someone saying on a date, just sort of talking themselves into a corner. And all I can say is the Spanish love the killers. <laughs> I'll tell you this for free. <laughs> I've always said it. I've always said it. And you know, we've all heard the rumors, but I saw it firsthand. <laughs> I was going to expand on that story, but now I'll leave it that. They, they do love the killers. They do. I just never saw him. I went to Benaxine three times. I never saw him so excited. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah lovely stuff Sorry. yeah that's it yeah just Which to say yeah if, if the arctic monkeys and the killers do a duo tour the killers are closing in spain <laughs> i'm not even going to argue with this one brandon you know we all know what you, you lads are massive in spain <laughs> you can imagine them. Um, his, his, his granddad asking him how, how big the Arctic Monkeys were. I'll let you know how big we were when I tell you we once opened for a little known band called The Killers in Spain. <laughs> oh, God. What you doing? Do you want to talk about oh. the wish stage or should we just leave? <laughs> Literally, yeah, do the wish, just, just, just quickly list, all, list, list the bands, then we can move on. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll do that and a quick as, as to as to as to why, if you like. Um, wish stayed. Modest Mouse. Um, probably my favourite band. I've never managed to see them live. They've never, since I've been a fan of theirs, they seem to have never come over here. And now their sort of success has dwindled so much to the point where they've, they've gone back to being support acts. So... <sighs> I don't know if they ever will. Um, with, with or without Johnny Marr? With Johnny Marr. Two for the yeah. price of one there, isn't it? And he can come back <laughs> on with the killers like he did at Glastonbury. Lovely. True. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be telling Modest Mouse to sort of speed it up because Johnny's got a double. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Fratelli's. I'm not going to be picky with my with my bookings, but I will say if you can stick strictly to Costello music, that would be ideal. 
Um, they were like, I'd say the sort of soundtrack to my being at university. I just, that was the album for some reason that we just put on before any night out. And I just absolutely love it. I just, I hate to use the, the phrase so much, but it is really sort of anthem after anthem. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, Full of bangers. Yeah, love it. Um, and then, um, oh, then uh, The Beautiful South. Oh, yes. Love a bit of The Beautiful South. Uh, again, never seen them live. Might as well have them there. But um, huge fan. And then um, we get to, because because I'm, uh, these are people who I would love, but I didn't think for the sort of festival vibe was sort of uh, what I thought would be headlining my sort of festival. So I hope they don't mind. Um, so it's Fleetwood Mac, who are, of course, incredible. And it's mad that I'm... <laughs> I would say, yeah, actually, lad, if you could just do this well, other stage. Well, stage. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love, love, love Fleetwood Mac. But I just thought, for what I want to be absolute chaos going on in the main bit of the ship, um, I thought they could have a bit more of a... This is my sort of indulgence stage. No one else is allowed into this bit, by the way. It's just me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> me on a deck chair. <laughs> Really uncomfortable for Stevie Nicks. <laughs> and you, you just like on your phone now and again. And try try to take pictures of them like that. <laughs> try to get a selfie. <laughs> I I said just Costello music. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> but yeah, but um, and then um, again for me, but, but I think you'll understand. Not quite getting the right energy for the headline stage would be uh, Leonard Cohen. Oh, beautiful! Uh, I, I, I'm your man is one of my favourite albums. First, we take Manhattan is just such a phenomenal song. Um, but uh, again, but, very know, lyrical, lyrical sort of music. Yeah, again. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of. You'd think my comedy would be more highbrow, but um, I do read these <laughs> very basic words. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to missell myself here to anybody. <laughs> not, not to bring any no, negatives in, you're... but if if you're if the cruise ship goes the way of the Titanic, Leonard Cohen is the perfect music as it sinks. So uh... lovely. I'm sure, I'm sure we'd love to. Let's end it on a fucking there. bleak note where we started. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, you do want Leonard Cohen. You don't really want to skew it on the bar B. Just leave that a bit, Andre, if you can, actually, mate. We're sort of trying to set the scene here. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> well, that'd be quite good if you were doing it. Uh, Everyone move to the back of the ship. It'd be quite cool, actually. You could sort of get something going there. <laughs> I like the thought of uh, <laughs> I like the thought of Chelsea Dagger happening whilst the ship's going down. <laughs> you know what they say about peer to peer, don't you? The Fratellis <laughs> carried on playing as the ship was sinking. <laughs> <laughs> that is why everyone in the Mediterranean loves the Fratellis. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right. Tommy, do you want to run through Jake's festival in full? Yes. Yes. 
Jake Lambert, you're your fest. It was previously called uh, Sound Waves, but we realised, I kind of ruined the whole vibe when uh, we realised that Matt Horan, aka Matching Off the Tail on this podcast, uh, had the same name and the same concept <laughs> going around the same place. So we changed the name to Peer to Peer, which is much better. It's the Thinking Man Sound Waves. It is on a cruise ship. It's going around the Mediterranean. But the stipulation is you have to sort of be tagged on, don't you? You have to know someone. It's quite an exclusive festival, hence why it's not just open to any old idiot like uh, Matt's Sound Waves is. The type of cruise ship, it's a big white one. And uh, we've got a Thursday, Friday, Saturday festival, so we don't have the dreaded Sunday night homework heartbeat feeling. Thursday is open with Outcast and the headliners, Arctic Monkeys. Friday is The Streets, followed by Pulp, surprisingly their first time on your fest. Saturday, we have the incomparable, the brilliant Amy Winehouse, followed up by Spain's very own The Killers. Um, also some... <laughs> Spain's the killers and some other little bits we've got going on we've also got uh, the football pitch on top of it um, we've got with the wish stage which only Jake is allowed to be at it's all kind of penned off so we've got a bit of Ricky Oki on there which I've just realised will be really weird because <laughs> it's you on your own <laughs> I don't know if these bands are watching Modest Mouse of Fratelli's beautiful side they have to watch Lenacona watching yeah okay right okay so yeah i've just mentioned the uh, other bands will be on the wish stage so modest 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 mice with johnny Marr, fratelli's doing costello music beautiful south leonard cohen and fleet with mac jake lambert thank you for coming on your fest mate thank you oh thank you for having me this has been um much like um i think it was pulp and uh, no who was it was it outcast and arctic monkeys were for you the perfect thursday this has been my perfect thursday <laughs> enjoyed that one you had outcast arctic monkeys pulp and a lot of office references yeah johnny still the same johnny with the same voice and accent right here um not with me sorry across uh, the way on zoom in salford yeah it was a brilliant episode honestly i don't think i know i am quite hyperbolic and exaggerating at times but i don't think we've really i've really laughed that much an episode in a very long time Really funny and lovely guy. So please just check out all of Jake's stuff because he's absolutely brilliant. If you want to hear more from Jake, he's on Twitter and Instagram as Little Lost Lad and his podcast guest list is available everywhere. If you want to follow this podcast on Twitter and Instagram, it's Your Fest Podcast. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Johnny Gabriel. Please don't follow me on Instagram. It is forbidden. If you want to follow Tommy on Twitter and Instagram, it's... Tom Andrew Stew. That's S-T-E-W. Join us next week for episode 39 of Your Fest. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. Yeah.